0: Hello everyone, welcome back to The Temple Podcast. My name is Edward Pike, I'm the founder of The Temple. And um, just to introduce very briefly this round table that we recorded actually quite a while ago. Um, so much stuff has been happening in the past few weeks that this is the first time I get the chance to record this introduction for the audio. You can also watch the full video of this round table on our YouTube channel. Um, you'll find that if you look up the temple, the forgotten art of being human, you can find it there. So this round table is a beautiful dive into how we can bring more of authentic selves, more of our heart, more of uh, the love, the compassion that we are into areas like business, into our work, into our service. So there's a beautiful circle of coaches which have oof, so many years of shared experience we tried to calculate it and we estimate it's probably around 50 plus so you have and this called Kat Biles who's the founder of uh, the True Business School which is a true pioneer in in supporting creatives who care to create um, the business the work the service that they're here to be doing we have also Angie Cole, who is the founder of Untaming the Wild, and who's a very powerful coach helping people to navigate their life, their work with um, deep authenticity and integrity, and and connection to their their deepest intuition. And then we have Lloyd Burnett, who's based in in the States, who really invites us to look at and to bring all aspects of our humanity into our work and service, um, including the more uncomfortable aspects of us, um, and to be able to share these with others um, in order to, to serve everyone. So I invite you to really um, dive into this. If you go to the page on our website, you'll also find some takeaways, you'll find some journaling prompts that can help you go deeper into the insights, the wisdom that is shared. You'll also find uh, ways to connect with every person that's on the call. Um, I also forgot to mention that Bob Hamilton and myself are also on the call. Rob is, um, my uh, let's say my co-creator in the temple, and he's also an executive coach and a body psychotherapist. And he really has been supporting nonprofits and businesses for the past 20 plus years. To, um, to do what they're to be doing as a collective um, and to, to really weave together both the social and the business aspects of, of what they're doing. So without further ado, I invite you to sit back, relax and enjoy this around table. This is the heart in business. Okay, hello everyone. Hello. Good to see you all. Hello, hello. Hello, hello. Many exotic corners of the globe today, which I love. And today we've come to well to throw into the fire all our different pieces of insight and experience and wisdom around um, the heart in business. And I say that because I just said the art and business before pressing record. So the heart in business. And all the delicious juicy um, uh, flows that come from that so I've just explained to you the format and just to, to explain to those who are watching or listening we're going to go around the table uh, really taking our time to kind of share uh, our connection with this topic and then to kind of reflect and respond and to go deeper together for the next 15 minutes to an hour so the table that is in front of me is going to be Cat, Lloyd, Angie, myself, and Bob. So um, in this first round, just inviting us to you know share who we are, what we do in the world, and our connection to this theme, and anything you want to, to start us off with. Yeah. So, Cat, would you like to kick kick us mm. off? Oh,
1: well, this is my favorite topic. So um, I'm Kat, the founder of the True Business School and the True Business Model, which allows you the the gift of leading with your heart in business leading with your creative spirit connecting to source and um leading with that connection so rather than the sport of profit making which i found for me left me disconnected stressed anxious burnt out um worried all the time now with true business and bringing heart and divine inspiration into business for me that 's been transformational. It took me from burnout to flow and freedom to living my true nature and purpose and so and being really aligned with with my creativity and what wants to be expressed through me so now it 's all about introducing that to other people i think there's about two hundred people have used the model already in fourteen countries. And the that, the impact is is profound. It's you know it, there's a shift. There is a transformation when we bring heart and divine inspiration. Especially, I, I particularly love that aspect into business. And um, for me, it's the leading edge. It's not typical in business. And for me, that's exciting. I love to. I, I'm like a natural pioneer. That's what I love to go off and find things and bring them back um that invites a social innovation and a progression in human evolution so that for me is where this is the the frontier of business that's exciting and radical and game-changing for me right now mm, yeah, that's me
0: yeah juicy lloyd cool
2: Hello, everybody. I'm Lloyd Burnett, and I'm coming to you live from San Diego, California. And um, I'm known as the Gentle Entrepreneur. That's the name of my signature program that I do. And I support holistic, uh, heart-centered, conscious entrepreneurs in uh, accessing the abundance that they're ready to access by standing in the fullness of their purpose and getting their work out into the world, to be experienced by those who are ready to experience their work. And I feel very connected to this topic because I've been on a journey of my own, of standing in the fullness of my purpose and getting my work out into the world to those who need to experience it. And I've, uh, the journey has taken me to completely business focused um, which as Kat was talking about uh, it doesn't really feel that great um, completely focused on the numbers the profit, and measuring my impact on this world based on how many people come through my programs um, abundance wise that felt pretty good uh, but there was something missing and The journey next took me to completely heart-centered, where I, in a sense, turned my back on some of my greatest gifts, which are architecting systems and structures in containers to hold the juiciness of my heart, and that left me flailing in my business, and it left me flailing in my bank account as well, and that journey has brought me to a place where I find myself um, supporting others in discovering the fullness of their heart so that they can build a container around it in their business and give some structure to that juiciness so that they can uh, in a sense uh, claim their stake of the abundance on this planet because i feel that it's really important for us healers to um, assume our responsibility to be wealthy and to um, use that wealth in ways that wealth is not being used right now by those who control it. And in this reality, yes, it's really important to lead with our heart, uh, but it's also important to speak to uh, society and people in this reality in terms that they understand and to use the structures of this of this reality as well and so my work right now is uh, supporting entrepreneurs in in discovering and really feeling their heart and building a container around their That uh, with using resources that typically they feel very turned off or burned by such as funnels and automated webinars and tracking sheets and things like that. So That's, that's me. And that's what I do. Thank you.
3: Mm, mm, mm. (laughs) I'm having some hallelujah moments over here. I so, feel like I have found my people, like everything you said. Thanks for being in this world, Cat and Lloyd. I'm so excited right now um, to be in your company. My name's Angie Cole. I am creator of Untaming the Wild. And yes, to all that. I do all those things. Um, and I'm guessing much like you, I had to create that language for myself. As I started um, my business journey seven years ago, what I discovered first were all the things that felt really gross. I remember being on my first call as I was, I was like, okay, I'm gonna be a coach, I need to hire a coach, I'm gonna find a coach. And I remember being on the sales call with this guy who was like selling, he wasn't the coach, but he was like selling for the guy who was the coach. And it was the quintessential high pressure, fear-based, here's the six step plan. You are gonna be a complete loser without it. (laughs) Like your, your life is over and you have no hope of ever doing anything good. Um, and your family's going to be ashamed of you. Like it was that. Like it was. Oh. I just sitting on the call, being like, and knowing. So for me, so much of this comes back to instinct, and I, I would use that interchangeably with heart. Um, but just kind of my core knowing, my core um, compass for what feels good and what feels gross. <laughs> um, and I I remember sitting on that call. Oh, chills all over. I remember sitting on that call number one, knowing that I didn't want any part of this. Two, knowing that I was for sure that my calling was to be a coach. I've known that forever and ever and ever. It's just how I was put together. So knowing that not doing it wasn't an option. And then three, having this intuitive sense, even though I was new in my journey, that what I was going to continue to find was more of that. Like, I just had this sense, like, this isn't an anomaly. This is the norm. Like, I could feel the scriptedness of it. And so, you know, my journey since then has been, for for that reason, um, listening to my own instinct and my own intuition about what else was possible. So if not that, what? If I if I know that that's not for me and that feels gross and I know I can't be the only one um, and as I continued to you know attract clients in my baby years knowing that they also thought that was gross and was like okay great at least I'm not the <laughs> I'm not alone in this um, and I hadn't I hadn't thought about this part for a while but I was as I was listening to the two of you the other part of that for me was. I know that my brain is um, atypical in a lot of ways. I identify as someone who has the brain patterns of someone with what we now call attention deficit disorder, which means so much of that shit does not work for me, just does not and never has. Like, don't tell me my first coach that I hired, who I actually love a lot and hired him on purpose because he's like. Way on the other side of really masculine energy, really structured energy, really like brain. And it was like, "Well, we're just gonna track this thing every day." And I was like, oh, "I'm screwed!" Like right there, from done, <laughs> forget it. Can't it, like it's not happening. That is, I've been trying to do something every day since I was five. And I can't even like brush my teeth at the same time every day. Like that is just not, not something that's available to me. But as I tried to go on this business journey, that was everything I could find. You have to be consistent and consistent means this, you do the same time, same thing, same time every day. And you have your miracle morning and you have your routine and you have your thing and you track your metrics. Just like, that's it. I'm fucked. Game mode. Like, can't do it. It's not going to happen for me that way. So if it's not going to happen for me that way, I have to find my way. And my way is witchy and wise and flowy and playful and sexy and yummy and pleasure. And like, that's my way. And so what kept happening <laughs> And again, God bless my first coach. Shout out to Greg Faxon. He's amazing. He like brought that other masculine structure part to me, but you know, he had all these like marketing and ideas and all these things. And I was like, the right people just come (laughs) like cool. People just keep showing up and wanting to work with me. And that's all I know how to do. And I'm just going to keep doing that because that's really working And again, fast forward seven years and I've got a thriving coaching practice filled with the most juicy, amazing, stellar human beings, making more money than I've ever made in my life, Lloyd. Yes to making all the money. Mm -hmm. I want us to have all of it so we can do amazing, just loving things with it. And that's my marketing plan. Like it's as much magic as it is anything else. And I don't understand it. And the only way I know how to teach it to other people, which is part of what I do now is you gotta be turned on and excited and happy and joyful and free and, and rested (laughs) and, and, you know, and really be in alignment with your heart. So back to the heart of business and last thought, um, that we have systematically, you know, I used to put straight white men like out of this category, but I've actually come to understand that they're in this with us, too. We have systematically been bre- been taught out of trusting our instincts, trusting ourselves as a guide and as a um, decider. We've been, in, you know, indoctrinated to look outside, to look for the book, to look for the guru, to look for the teacher And so that's a lot of my work too, both my path, but now also my work is let's, let's first understand all those things that have taught us to be suspicious of our own instinct and intuition. And then once we understand what those things are and why they're there and kind of how they got there to the degree that that's helpful, then how do we find that part of us that knows and then learn to trust it again it knows, we always know. We know what's the the best move for us. Nobody else knows. So my my work as a coach, we can get on the what an actual coach is soapbox maybe in another round. (laughs) We'll reserve that for now. But my role as a coach isn't to tell you what to do. My role as a coach is to help you connect with your instinct and your intuition and your own knowing so that you can Actually be super efficient and cut out all the crap, <laughs> cut out all the other stuff that's not for you there we go that's all i 'll say about that
0: <laughs> Oh, thank you oh, I need to take a breath because there's so you know so much already like um wisdom coming through, and i can I can feel myself being kind of tentative in that i'm um, I'm, you know, I'm Edward. I'm a spiritual coach. I'm a body psychotherapist. I'm the founder of the Temple, and I kind of see. I have seen myself a bit as a social entre- entrepreneur. Like me and Rob founded the charity when we were in London. We were working with gay men with HIV, delivering workshops. Now we're running the Temple. And what something what, what that Lloyd said really struck a chord in that you know the bank account isn't thriving, my bank account isn't thriving. And so hearing all of what you're sharing is really, really interesting. And I'm really excited to, to also be experiencing this personally and professionally today. Um, and what I feel like I, I bring to this conversation, what I can bring to that is my personal experience with this, with what, you know, I've worked with Cat, which has been amazing. A couple of years ago, we did some wonderful work, which really helped set me, set me on a path from um from looking out well it started to set me on a path of, of look from going from looking outside of myself at like what's the next course what's the next way of doing it what does this teacher do how do i do it this way oh well i'm a healer so it has to be you know a workshop or a retreat or it has to be a session so suddenly working with cat and realizing oh you know how crete created such a massive part of you know, my life and my work. And I want to bring people to the island and I want to you know, create these soul quests and, and other really, really juicy ways of working. And I'm in this phase now of really dancing with those two things, being really kind of seeing and being shown all the ways that I'm still like you know looking outside of myself for, oh, what's the next thing? How does this guru do this? How should I present myself on Instagram? And being at the same time, I would say, very connected to my heart, and very really clear on this is this is really what I want to be doing. And my personal and what I support my clients to do is to actually to to step into that kind of alignment, to step into that space of what I would call uh, maybe heart-centered leadership, you know, authentic leadership, which is truly saying this is what I want to be doing, you know, this, this is what I am. And I'm owning it and I'm going for it with hundred percent of my focus, or hundred percent. I think that might be impossible for us human beings, but you know, as much as I can put into that river, into that flow. So yeah, it's beautiful to receive this wisdom. I'm excited to kind of be in this space and to, to come from it from, from, from both the, my personal learning side, which I don't feel like I'm there you know, uh, and at the same time, this, which, you know, the uh, real clarity in myself and in my work that I bring to my clients. So, yeah, that's me for now.
4: <laughs> yeah, so I'm Rob. Uh, as I said, I also support with the, the temple and I'm a body psychotherapist, but I'm also an executive coach and mentor, and I support work with NGOs and nonprofits around fundraising and business strategy and listening to you all speak the first thing that kept popping into my head is like I'm not a business person I don't work in business which is rubbish (laughs) but in my head I my ego is telling me I'm not in business Mm. I'm detached from that I have this aversion to capitalism and the whole picture that I have in my head of what that actually is and my my career that I had for 20 years before I became sort of self-employed as a consultant was as chief executive of an NGO in London and so my, my career has always been working with nonprofits in that sense and the work that we did in the charity was about supporting young people, supporting elderly people to make the best of their life, to believe in themselves and fulfil their potential and not to become stuck in an image of what they were told they should be. You know, you're you're a young black man in the city and you've got limited educational qualifications, so therefore your life will look like this. And it was about teaching them that actually, you no, know, you can be what you want and you can follow that. Or you're a refugee from Iran or Iraq and it's like this this whole thing around maximizing someone's potential by making them believe in themselves. And so I have this image in my head like, I'm not business, that's nothing to do with me. And, and then listening to you all speak, the, the thing that came to my mind was this whole topic of heart in business. It's about undoing the human experience. And, and by saying that, I mean that my image of business has been manipulative. Capitalism has been manipulative, trying to create, you know, as, as you said, Andrew, like the, create the fear, create the desire from something through that States of being then for me the the human experience is that we start from this space of being an innocent child and then we, we quash our instinct because of how we receive love so we adapt our behavior we condition beings so we adapt our behavior to receive the love to receive the food to receive the, the support from our parents our caregivers and so the, from the very first beat start of our birth we, we start to squash that instinct and be manipulated by life and so for me the the idea of putting heart in business it doesn't just start in the business it's the whole that whole human process of reconnecting with our instinct and trusting ourselves not feeling as though we have to be something we have to live from the mask that's acceptable to other people you know this is the way everybody else does it to make money that's for therefore that's the way i have to do it And so for me, it's like that big whole circle that goes round about actually just as a human being in our life, in business and outside of business, developing that self-trust, developing that self-belief. And I think that the abundance comes because we are energetic beings. We are connected through energy. And so when you are operating from that space of trust, self-belief and for want of a better word, because that's what we're here for, heart. People connect to that. People actually will see that that's the space that you're coming from, and they won't feel that they're being manipulated. They won't feel as though sort of, they've been bribed in some sort of way. That They come to that space. They come to that open-hearted space of connection that you're offering. And I think that's where the abundance comes from.
0: Mm-hmm. Great. Kat, do you want to take the second round? Ooh, are we start going
1: round again?
2: Round? Yeah. yeah.
1: <laughs> round. <laughs> <laughs> what? What? I'm as I'm listening to you, all, I'm I'm really excited about this shift in business that's underway. Um, you know, Lloyd, you referenced <clears throat> that you went through like the capitalist system, and then you went through just a completely heart system, and now you, there's the integration. And that's what I'm really enjoying is the integration of the two, and you know, listening listening to you, Angie, too, around um, like the manipulation aspects and and the conditioning, um, Rob, of, of the ego. So for me, like, I'm I'm I use these tools myself, and it, it is about um, it. Like business has become for me an expression of my true nature and purpose. so it's, it's become the vehicle for me to express my true nature and purpose and and it never was (laughs) like that before you know that you imagine rocking up to you know to a corporate business and like you know google Well, this is a place for me to express myself it's not it's a way for you to to um support google's agenda and their their mission and so on so this is what i'm really loving about about um you know, discovering your true business is it becomes vehicle for your true expression in the world and working with the premise of philosophy that we all have a true nature and purpose that we're born with that. And that when we're thriving, when we're fulfilling, fulfilling that there's perfect system, you know, um, we don't that nothing's out of sync, you're in harmony. And that's what I'm really just. Dis- discovering in my clients is that they they talk about being in harmony because not that they're not only in harmony with themselves their own heart their own inner wisdom but they're in harmony with the universal energy like the the their environment around them too and that's when they start to experience a peacefulness because they're no longer butting up against something that they're out of sync with they experience um a flow and they experience a match like the vibrational match the basic laws of of um you know physics that their, their vibration matches with the opportunities that are coming their way so they start to experience a flow and that's when they start to begin to trust not only their own heart but their own but the universal life itself and that's when they begin to really you know rise when I, i'm thinking of um a client that came to me just just about nine months ago, just pre COVID, and it was almost like her intuition knew to line up before. <laughs> it was amazing. And then COVID happened, and everything was falling away. And she stepped up and started doing these Facebook Live um, plant based cooking. And she was in her courage. She was really showing up. You could see her vulnerability to start with, and then she started to progress. And then. You know, because she did that, because she had that active faith in her heart and in the universe, you know, six months later, there she is on retreat cooking for the Black Eyed Peas on one of their music retreats. And I'm like, wow, you know, like, I just got a whole load of like tingles through, through. you know, she's and she's loving it and they're loving her and she's right where she's meant to be. And for me, that's what I love about when you listen to your heart and you and you come into that harmony with the universal nature. You're being who you are, showing up where you're meant to be, and life is sweeter. Life is healthier, happier, you know, and I'm going through, and and the process carries on, right? So I'm going through a phase at the moment where I'm stepping up to grow my own audience. Even though I'm a PR person and and I teach people how to do that, I recently became aware that I'm coming up against a limitation. So I can feel like there's an old belief system there. And so you have to take responsibility as well, I think. There's some self-responsibility here of dismantling old egoic belief systems. You know, I had, um, I had people being visible as vacuous, as compromising my soul, as, you know, um, oh God, that looks like too much hard work. And so of course I'm not going to step into, when life is calling me into greater visibility, My ego belief structures are going to take me somewhere else. So you have to you have to pay attention to when your heart is, you know, when you're steering with your heart and your inner wisdom, and when your ego is suddenly taken over, and you don't always you're not aware of it because it's it's a belief system. You think it's real. So I'm enjoying I'm enjoying dismantling that old system, and really I can sense. Then that life is opening up this pathway for me where I can be both soulful and visible and peaceful and those things, and I don't have to be a frenetic, crazy and mad. Oh, I'm so excited to be with you kind of person. (laughs) I I can just be myself without makeup in my bikini and still, you know, and still and that be okay. So yeah, I, I'm loving hearing the shift that we're all going on and that so many people are discovering that shift in business, the dismantling of, our, of the ego systems and the real coming home to our own inner wisdom and how that opens up this whole new life energy and life pathway that, that for me, that's, that's, that's the best game mm-hmm. you can play. Oh, yeah, I'm getting yeah.
0: chills from what you're saying.
1: <laughs> yeah that's 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 where i want to be and and i'm really owning as well that it's for me it's not just about heart and my own inner wisdom it's really is about divine inspiration i was when i was like thinking oh i'm going to share the true business school it's like oh no you have to put creative inspiration because creative inspiration will really be much more acceptable to business than the word divine and you know and i was like But creative inspiration has a lower vibration for me. Like divine inspiration for me is transcendent. That's when I feel connected to everything. And that's when I feel like I can go beyond and discover new possibilities. Creative inspiration can still be like, oh, yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, let's do it. You know, and it's not transcendent. So I I want that transcendent aspect. So I'm like, no, I'm going with divine inspiration if you love Divine inspiration, come and talk to me. That's that's where I, I really want to be, commun- like in communion with that yeah. life energy that moves through us and the stars and the trees and the earth. And that can sound really hippy dippy, and um, but actually, what I'm finding is it's incredibly grounding and it's part of being human. Yeah, that's me for now. Mm. Onwards to the next person on the table. Hello. <laughs> oh. <laughs>
2: So cool. So cool. I'm really, um, yeah, enjoying this conversation. And it's, it's showing me a lot of things um, that um, feel really important. And the first thing that's coming up is doing our own work. And I'm noticing how pretty much all of us, well, all of us have been through some tough times on our journey, and we've experienced this extreme, and we've experienced uh, that extreme, and we've begun the integration process of finding, you know, gifts of both sides, and as I was sitting there and, and thinking about that, just realizing the gifts of the shadow, the gifts of manipulation, the gifts of urgency the the gifts of all of those um, kind of icky part of business that that typically turns off of um people like us and and i'm realizing that uh that the first coaching program that I did, which was a really expensive one, and I got on the phone and i didn't realize in that moment that he was using all of these icky tactics uh on me. And I was afraid, I was, uh, thought I was gonna miss out if I didn't purchase, took out a loan and purchased the program. And it was actually the best decision ever. And what I realized is that where I was in my stage of consciousness was a place where I needed manipulation from the heart to motivate me to take action. I needed urgency that is basically manipulation for me to take that step. And throughout this uh, journey of supporting entrepreneurs, I've realized that when we get to a certain level in our own personal growth, we're able to actually dip down into different frequencies into different uh levels of consciousness and use the tools that are there um, that may not correspond to a tool that would work for us because we're in a different level of consciousness, but use it for the people who need it so I find myself uh in sales calls sometimes putting like a date like you have to respond to me by uh Mm -hmm. next week or there's only four spots left and i need your answer and then other times i find myself hey um i know that if we are meant to be working together trying to work together (laughs) yeah you call me I know that if it's the moment, I'm going to have a space and you're going to have the money to say, yes, I'm ready to do this. And so it's this beautiful process. And if you study like integral or spiral, you realize that every single level of consciousness has different ways of interacting with it. There are different ways of getting that level of consciousness to motivate and to take action and when you get to a certain level of consciousness you're able to dip down and use some of those uh, very triggering uh, resources from a place of heart and so this is one of the greatest things that i've realized in my business and it's also one of the hardest things because that means that you have to do your personal work first to be able to use this breadth of this this expansive tool set you have to do your work first because manipulation from the shadow it just doesn't feel good it doesn't feel good to the person on the receiving end it doesn't feel good to the person you know doing it and so that has meant that uh, working with clients takes longer for them to, a lot of clients, takes longer for them to experience the results that this guy over here promises them in five minutes, you know, because we have to start with ourselves. And it's just absolutely apparent in this call how much work that you all have done and how that personal work has helped you put your heart into your business. And at the same time, Allow your heart to align you to the frequency of where your potential client is and be able to, in a sense, speak their language rather than the language that you're used to, which is up here. And that's a tool that I find that is really, really important in business right now, especially for us conscious entrepreneurs who have done this work and can use these different uh, uh, resources from the ego, from capitalism, from whatever. Uh, We can actually bring them into the light because they're tools that work. Um, Deadlines, they work. Uh, Urgency, they work. They feel a certain way when they're coming from the shadow and they still work. And they feel a different way when they're coming from the light and they still work. So I'm curious to to hear uh, uh, if anybody wants to speak on how they interact with these shadow energies and resources and tactics in their business now uh, with the current level of consciousness that you have.
3: I think this is in line with that. I mean, I, I need to actually digest that more, Lloyd, because I'm seeing, I think I've been doing that without knowing I'm doing it. So hearing you describe that um, is really helpful in letting me think about how to bring that into my, um, into that uh, agreement making space. Kind of combining, I think, what Kat was talking about and what you were talking about, I was thinking of examples where um, kind of we we tend to default to what I describe as a masculine energy, because that's really the only model we've been given for business. It's like, this is it, do it this way or or else, right? Or you're screwed. And the places where we tend to default, and then, and then you both kind of described examples and an example for me came up about providing the alternative. That's been my, a lot of my journey is, as you were describing Boyd, not going just completely into feminine because that can be toxic as well. Um, water is toxic if there's too much of it without you know balance. Same is true for feminine. Same is true for masculine. If there's too much of a good thing, that's when it becomes toxic. So your example, Kat, about the black-eyed peas. This was actually something Edward and I talked about for one of the podcast episodes. Is like having the plan, right? The plan is the holy grail. A masculine energy in business is you. You create the plan. You predict where you're headed, and then you create a linear, step by step, logically uh, mapped out journey from point A to point B, and that's what you do, and you don't deviate from that plan. That is success. Following the plan to completion is what we're rewarded for. So, you know, The first time we step into a classroom when we're five years old, that's what we're rewarded for. And that story, Kat, I loved about the Black Eyed Peas, because I'm sure that wasn't her plan. I'm sure she did not have a five-month <laughs> plan for getting into cooking for the Black Eyed Peas feminine energy around business is about emergence is about being showing up for what arises that that is beyond your wildest imagination it doesn't mean being aimless it doesn't mean having no idea where you're headed and just kind of showing up with your I don't know your lollipop and being like what are we going to do today (laughs) it's not naive it is it is there's an aim there is a direction I kind of talk about this as wandering and um, which I learned by traveling and showing up in old European cities where you kind of wander the streets and and find your way. Um, she, I'm sure there was an emergence. She knew where she was headed. She had an idea of the, of the kind of experience and the kind of impact she wanted to be having, the kinds of people she wanted to be with. And then this emergent opportunity of being the chef of the black eyed piece comes up. If she had followed a plan, like this is what I get so excited about is the feminine actually brings unimaginable, the divine brings possibilities that we could never have created in our 12 step business plan for success. Yeah. There's so, it, it, it's efficient. There's an efficiency there. She got there faster than, she, than if her linear thinking brain had come up with that plan because our brain comes equipped with fear-creating mechanisms. By design, our limbic brain is there to keep us safe, but it also really gets in the way because it wants wants us to creep forward and know everything we can know about that thing before we move on to the next step. That's not how in five months you cook for the black-eyed peas. That's not how that happens. We can't let our limbic brain be the generator of possibility. He's really bad at it. <laughs> um, I'm working with a client right now. Um, another example of that: like this is the ma- this is the masculine way to do it. This is the feminine way to integrate. Um, I'm working with a client right now who is is really considering some pretty massive changes to his business. It's a it's a bigger company. He's not a solopreneur. He's got about forty employees. Um, they're on their way to 20 million in revenue and in sales. Sorry. Um, and he's having to consider letting go of this really masculine business model, right? That growth is linear and upward facing always. If you're not growing 15% every year, you're failing period. That's the metric for success. And the idea that there might be a different way to look at that, that there might be some really powerful wisdom in shrinking on purpose and knowing, being able to trust and know when that energy is needed. Again, it's just, it's just so powerful. So I, I think about <laughs> these things all the time and it's really fun to have a place to to bring them all together with other people. That consistency in that linear uh, unidirectional, like that's a very masculine energy. And a feminine integration is, you can still be predictable. You can still, um, the way that I kind of reframe consistency is about being persistent. You can be persistent, you can be reliable, you can be predictable and show, continually show up in a way that's cyclical, in a way that has a rhythm, in a way that allows for growth and you know, for expansion and contraction in a way that is not only sustainable, but that has um, capacity far beyond a strictly linear, linear unidirectional um model. So thanks for inspiring all that. Uh, and Lloyd, I don't think I spoke directly to that, but that's because I need to sit with it. Mm-hmm. Um, but I love in particular your distinction about could be the same conversation, but is it coming from light or is it coming from shadow? Is it coming from the part of me that is afraid not to? right? That's when that shit doesn't work for me. And I oh, so much love to my beginning baby coachy entrepreneur self, man. She was scared all the time. She had no idea what she was doing. So of course she mimicked some of those things because she was terrified not to, because she had no idea what it would look like, especially, and she also had no money in her bank account. (laughs) It's a lot easier to show up confident when you got some money in the bank. Um, it's a lot easier for my light to come out <laughs> mm. when I got the bills paid. So I love that idea that um, it isn't even always about changing the conversation. It's about changing my own energy of where that's coming from. I remember having to fake it so hard sometimes in the beginning. I literally had a playlist. I had like these this three songs that I would put on before a sales call to get myself in the space of, I'm here to serve. I'm exactly where I'm supposed to be. I am on purpose. This is not about getting money in my bank account. This is not about get taking something from that person. It's about finding a place of resonance so that they give it with love and joy. Yeah.
0: Thank you. Well there the three three words that I kind of take and really really inspire and move me actually from from everything you've just shared, which are permission, freedom and edge. And um Kat, when you were speaking, I just felt this like this wave of like inspiration. You mentioned divine inspiration and this this kind of permission and actually from from all of you, but this permission to go, yeah, you know, I know A part of me knows. A part of me knows what to do, you know. Maybe stuck in these stories, in these beliefs, in these old ways, or as you say, Angie, from like the the fear-based self that just needs, you know, to to pay the bills next month, you know, and kind of stuck in this kind of box. When there's this, I'm feeling this expansive light, this expansive part of me, part of us that just wants, you know, to be given permission to play and to dance and to create. That's what I'm getting from all of these. There's a real sense of of of, um, of freedom that we don't have when we're operating from under this kind of this um, structure prison, I would kind of call it. You know, of the of the of the of the, let's say the over the uh, of exaggerated masculine. So I, I I love this conversation about bringing bring the two to balance, the feminine and the masculine. And I I, I think some of you mentioned this, you know, we all have different words for, for these. Like I love the idea of the feminine as the inspiration and inspiration, and then the masculine, maybe the structure, and and creating structure for inspiration, but creating structures from inspiration as well. And how do they dance and co-create with each other? That's super exciting. And something I've been kind of exploring, I guess, and and, and writing a bit about is, is the idea of the temple, hence the name of the temple, and it's the idea of that it, it all starts with. this these temples are the kind of concentric circles of our lives starting from our connection with source with our divinity with our heart as the the core temple and then the more we do that we kind of extend that sense of presence and being into maybe our body into maybe our home into our relationship into you know our work our website our work with clients like it kind of extends that 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 fountain of source from like Yeah, just this fountain fountain of inspiration and source extending into these different structures. And the way I've, I'm still exploring this, so it's not still a work in progress. I I really see also the struggles in that, especially I obviously say right now in lockdown, I'm struggling to maintain this connection to source as strongly as I maybe had a month ago. And and my addictions are coming up, you know, I'm at home more, there's more frustration with my partner. Like it's, it's a lot harder to to maintain that temple and that kind of what I would love, and this might be in Utopia, to really make sacred, you know, my sacred connection, my sacred connection with my body, and to to look after my home in a sacred way. And that word might not resonate with with others, but for me, sacredness is just it's exactly what we're speaking to. It's just bringing our divine love into whatever is in front of us. And so there's this there's this dance of like. I don't know frustration, and yet there's this like, oh, but I see what's needed, you know, and maybe we can all see what's needed to be doing in our lives, our businesses, and so what's also interesting is that gap for me. Like, how is that gap? Maybe this is a question to take around the, the, the table. Like, how, as a practical step, perhaps this is the practical steps we can invite for for people who are listening. How do we deal with that gap of kind of kind of see and I know. Like you know, I'm connected, and yet there's there's this gap of coming up against beliefs, perhaps old ways of being, come you know, addictive patterns, especially right now. Like, how do we dance between these two? How do we dance between the feminine and the masculine? How do we, yeah? How do we move it? How do we, how do we play with it? So that's a question to, to to throw in there for the we've got yeah we've got time for another round at least maybe two and then rob i'll let you speak of course but maybe that's something to to, to all um bring speak to when we next speak about uh, about that yeah so rob you first
4: the first thing i have to say is it's really hard to not to, not to be going whoop, whoop, yeah. whoop. Oh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Just like hold it in, <laughs> wait for your turn around the table.
0: <laughs> <laughs> you can like, you know, can scream screen. High five. Yeah. <laughs> Silent clapping. Yeah. <laughs> now or more now I'm talking. But
4: yeah, the thing that came to me was and it's something I've said to Ed many times. Um I say to clients. not paying me for the day the day rate you're paying me for the 20 years of experience that allows me to do the work that i'm going to do in that day and it's like the the sense of value that this experience this knowledge that i can put into a day's worth of work is where i come up with my daily rate that's what i'm worth and sitting here i was sitting thinking the other side of that like as Lloyd was saying the 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 inner work. I see four people who've done an immense amount of self-work, inner work that's come through in this heart in business and there's so much value in that that perhaps is not recognized in this linear masculine definition of business that we have as these metrics of success and but to me there's immense value in that and that's what art in business is. It's allowing yourself to have done that work that it will come through and that merging of that with business. And I think it's a question, it goes back to what Ed was just saying, like there's the question of how do we actually value that? And, And for me, I think there's a, it's moving away from those linear metrics of what is success, and the heart comes from what is success to me? success to me is very different to success to Ed or success to Angie. It's like, what is success for me this year might have been different to me last year. And so it's, the heart comes from being always connected to that space of what am I actually looking for? And that might be having the money in the bank account so that I feel more secure and I don't feel the fear as much. But it also might be actually, I don't want to work five days a week, I want to work two days a week, and I want to have more freedom, and I want to go traveling, and I want to get in a van, and I want to go to the beach next week and not have to worry about going to work, and like connecting online with people. So there's different levels of success. And I think the, it's the, diff, the recognition of that and the acceptance of that is that we don't need any longer. We're being called in the current environment not to value as much those old measures it's like the, the idea of working 70 hour weeks until you're 65 and then you can enjoy life. It's a, it's a, you know, it's dead in the water. People don't believe that anymore. And this year, particularly with everything that's gone on and people have had the time to reflect, people are actually looking back and going, what do I want from life? where is my heart in what I'm doing? I want to be living. I don't want to be working. I want to be living. And I want my work to be the stuff that I love. And I want my work to be my life rather than just having to go to a job. And I think that's what we're being called to do. And I think that I see four people around the table that are on that path, on that journey. And for me, that's quite inspiring. And I think it's something that we're asking, the world is asking for. And I think there's a... The experience, the knowledge that I see in front of me has immense value. And all I can see is the the rest of the world putting even more value on that going forward because they're suddenly waking up to something that is divine inspiration. And I'm looking forward to seeing what comes next for the world and Mm -hmm. how people connect to that in a different way and how the the experience that I see you all have will contribute to that. (laughs) 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 <laughs>
0: <laughs> 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 oh, oh yeah, mm. Cat.
1: Um, i'd love to just quickly share about the shadow piece that um lloyd was was talking about and then answer your question ed so um lloyd i was in the pr profession which is notoriously black dark arts of manipulation <laughs> and um and one of the things that, that that was a little bit oh when you were talking about you can speak their language what i found is that when we listen to our heart and our heart's message what's the one thing your heart wants to share with the world about your purpose or your, your mission or whatever and you speak that and it, and it always comes out very direct very pure it goes straight to the heart of those people that you're here to work with and to serve. You don't need to go and look at them and their language and then, you know, listen to what they're saying and then talk it in their language. For me, that's that's still, I mean, that's what I spent, you know, 20 years <laughs> doing. And I find that the, the people that I resonate with now are, are the people that are really speaking their heart and their heart's message and standing for that and but but also so so really dropping any need to feel that you have to even speak in their language because by speaking your heart you'll be speaking directly to the people that you're here to serve because that's that's what you're here for so for me that like drops any pressure as well as what away as well that you have to get it right you have to you know because if you listen to your heart and you share that that will speak directly to the people that you're here to connect with and it cuts through noise as well and I've also and distractions and other ego stuff I've also found it's the message that you most need to hear is the message of your heart and um sorry that's the door banging and (laughs) that's a yes and um and to listen to that and it's an invitation to go on the journey as well um the message of your heart is an invitation to you as much as it is to the people that you're you know that you're here to work with so um that's that's one thing around the shadow i'm playing with pricing at the moment i'm finding that very interesting i've changed all my pricing like from 195 to 200 pounds or you you know i'm dropping the uh, and i'm just noticing like my reaction to that and how it suddenly feels a lot more expensive and it's just a fiver and you're like what you know for 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 the online course so i'm just playing with that too Um, and I think that is the thing that we have to do—the dance between the two. You just have to play. You have to experiment. You have to see see how you feel. Try things out. Don't be afraid to to to, to play and to try new things out. And then what you were saying there, Ed, about the dance between the two of you—you know, the the masculine and the feminine—and then structures and inspiration and but also between moving in and out of our heart, right? Because sometimes we get, we're in our heart and we're in the flow and then we might be bang. Suddenly we're like, whoa, I'm behaving exactly how I used to behave again in, in traditional business. And I and I feel disconnected and I'm tired again. And, I, you know, so you've, suddenly something's hooked you back in. And I, I just find the best way to bridge that gap is to stop and reconnect and know, like you were saying, Angie, that, The divine isn't linear and it is super efficient. And if you listen and you take the next step, that's all you need to do. And if you, you know, just the next step is like that Martin Luther King. You don't need to see the whole staircase. Just take, just take the first step. And for me, that's the dark. That that's the joy. Because in the linear model, you always know what's coming, and if it doesn't come, you're a bit disappointed, and you think it's down to you, and you've messed up, and did all that. In the feminine model that I'm enjoying exploring more, like particularly the true business model, is you you don't know what's coming, and that's the adventure. That's the fun. You don't know. There might be black-eyed peas to cook for around the corner. And and what I've discovered is that life always, if you allow it, if you allow that energy to come through brings you more than you your mind would have imagined. So I could never have thought that I would be living in Antigua, um, you know, with a black Caribbean man as my partner. My mind would not have comprehended that. I would have thought you'd been smoking or something. I would be like, what? But, you know, but taking step, and I would miss my family. How what are you talking about? How would I afford that? You know, all of these things that come up and but actually by going step by step by step that's what life has invited me into and you know i'm by the sea my source inspiration and like you know walk with my dog on sun at the sunset and can commune with the divine in that space and so these inspired structures that you set up really serve your highest flourishing in the world because they're divinely inspired that's what life always is inviting of you your highest flourishing in the world that's that's the premise that I work with in my experience so that dance stop just reconnect take a breath just drop in and just ask for the one the one step and I often work with clients who are bridging that financial gap and you know like you were talking like it's a spiral it's like some people it's like boom that they're over and they're in and some it's not Some, you know just I've just had a client now she was doing amazing and she's gone back into a job that isn't a job it's it's a money job and she's contracting and her energy and she's a bit like oh and she can't really be bothered to show up and I'm like no come into our circle because we know your vision we know where you're going we know that this is just one of your steps and we also know that you're going to get so fed up of contracting and reducing yourself to be in this environment that eventually you will be brave enough to follow your own truth and your own offering and you'll believe in that enough because you won't be able to go back there anymore because it is too painful to be there. And so it's that's, that's the dance for me. is just knowing that it isn't like... A straight line (laughs) (laughs) and um and if you just take that next step and if you trust that you're being you know that if you trust life or that you you know that life has your back and it's always taking you to the highest outcome then you can like let let go of it and there's the practical matters of, of of you know the finance so what i would say to that girl is how long do you reckon you could stay there then save your money so that you can come, you know, so that you then have a structure to serve you to develop. Um, when you can, you know, step back into your true business and developing that because you will do it because it needs to come out of you. So it, yeah, it can be a dance. So, you know, Stephen Pressfield when he, he, he writes the books that the war of art, he was in advertising, he used to go in and out, in and out. And, you know, like get the money from the advertising to pay for his next creative project. And until he just, you know, was then off in his own, his own trajectory. So, yeah, that's my dance.
2: Mm-hmm. <laughs> nice. I love that. I love that dance. And <laughs> and Edward, I want to get to your question, but I'm going to have you repeat it to me in a second. Um, but
0: uh... <laughs> <laughs> What was the question? Again? Yeah, be more challenging than you think. <laughs> <laughs>
1: make it up (laughs) what's your question now
2: (laughs) i know i love it i love it because i i I hear the question and all of a sudden it just starts flowing i'm like wow yeah this really triggered something and i just sit with it and then it disappears and so uh, (laughs) it was it was uh yeah something that came from above down in that you can't hold on to and so we'll see what is triggered when when you ask it again but I wanted to this talk about the contraction. I love that. And I loved Kat, how you, you talked about your client who is going back into something that is contracting. And I love the questions that you asked her, well, how long, you know, can you experience this contraction? And, you know, and then your group is holding her as she's in that contraction, knowing that she is going to get to a space one day where the contraction is too much and she's going to go into something else. And um, I find that that is such an important part of business. Uh, Us conscious entrepreneurs, spiritual entrepreneurs, uh, part of our journey is believing that we only have to do something if it feels good and believing that everything in business has to feel good. And if it doesn't feel good, then it's not aligned. And sometimes for our nervous system to calibrate into balance to the place that our soul wants us to be, we have to experience that contraction and Sitting with clients and seeing them trying to escape that contraction, ah, um, oh, it can be so painful, and it's painful for me because I know what that feels like, and it triggers the part of me like I don't want to go back to that. I don't want to go back to that <laughs> trying to the contraction. That's the worst feeling in the world, you know. And so it's just this this you know deep feeling of of wanting to just hold them and be like just hold still in this contraction, mm-hmm. just feel it. Just you're exactly where you're where you need to be because if you skip this contraction and jump to uh, where you believe your soul wants you to be wants you to be, you might spontaneously combust because you're not calibrated yet and I often invite my clients to really uh, consider something that's different than where what they believe in their state of consciousness, which is I'm only doing things that feel good. I'm gonna take the leap out of my job and I'm gonna go and become you know, a coach, a, a speaker or whatever. And I invite them to sit, really sit with, um, is it more harmful to my nervous system, to this human body that I have right now to take this leap to where I've had glimpses and of, visions of what it's going to be like for me once I'm ready there. Is it more uh, hurtful to me right now to take that leap or to stay where I am and to do them both at the mm-hmm. same time? And many times uh, what their soul is asking them to do is to honor their nervous system and to continue doing what they're doing as they're preparing to step into where their soul wants them to be. And I think that this is one of the um, most important things for spiritual entrepreneurs, that it's, it's okay if things don't feel good in your business. You're not supposed to be in your pleasure and your bliss all the time. Can you imagine having an orgasm 24-7 all day? That It would turn into pain, and you would therefore, like it would become the new normal. And so, like, you would have to find a new orgasm. So in our business, we're not meant to be in our bliss all of the time. There are times when we have to step into, and this is, once again, coming back to that beautiful dance, that conversation around the dance of the masculine and feminine, where you may be predominantly essenced feminine. But you still have to step into your masculine sometimes in your business, and that may be the contraction that you feel. But just because you feel that contraction, does it mean that it's not aligned with who you are and what you're doing on this, on this planet? And then the other thing with uh, speaking uh, our client's language, and Kat, I totally agree with you that um, the, the message from our heart it, it pierces it, it pierces uh, any type of resistance that people have and it gives them an opportunity to to really sit with am I ready to to take this step that my my soul wants me to to take and i've been I've been experimenting with um, um allowing my heart to direct my business and kind of uh, creating some sort of merging between my heart and my head. And this merging of my heart and my head, as of right now, I'm noticing that my heart message is still coming through, but it's as if I were speaking to someone in Chinese and offering them a sale in English and they're just if they speak Chinese and they're just like, I don't understand you're speaking English. I don't understand. It's, it's not changing the message of your heart. It's, it's being so agile and flexible and pulling on all of the experiences and connecting so deeply to your client that you know exactly what they need to hear for them to take the action that their soul is ready for them to take. So it's allowing the piercing message of your heart to come through and packaging it in a way that is so attuned to the present moment and so attuned to the person that you're speaking. And and I don't get it right all the time. I don't get it right all the time. Uh, Sometimes I say something and I'm just like, oh. Part of me all right. right and what i've learned is uh it's a beautiful thing when it happens that it comes from a part of me and it's not really attuned to the moment because it creates an op- a beautiful learning experience it creates a moment of vulnerability where i have made a commitment to show up in my sessions and to sh- show up in my sales calls to show up and wherever and say hey you know what i just said i'm feeling into that right now and it feels a bit off um yeah i'm sorry that uh yeah if that landed uh, a different way but my intention is this and i'm noticing that that it may not have come out uh the way that uh is most attuned to our space right now and when people see that they immediately the guard drops and they And they begin to trust your commitment to their well-being and your commitment to their space. And one of the most important things that I've learned in my business is to say, I don't know, when I don't know. People ask me, you know, where do you expect that I'll be in three months if we work together? I don't know. I have no idea. Um, (laughs) And it's the truth because there's, we live in a world of infinite potentiality. And I've been told uh, so many times by business coaches that you have to give them the plan of where they're going to be and give them that image. And, and it's just, I don't know. I don't know what work you're gonna put in. I don't know what your soul is ready to do. I don't know if you're ready to honor what your soul wants you to do. And I'm gonna be honest with you right now. And that has been one of the most important things in my business that has created uh, trust uh in my commitment to the truth of our container so uh edward can you repeat (laughs) Uh, you've
0: answered it (laughs) you've answered (laughs) it in all of that yeah because it really you have it was just inviting us to kind of find you know some practical some steps and you've just given like a thousand in what you just said so that's beautiful yeah thank you
4: yeah
3: So I, I, um, I wanna to speak to the contraction theme just briefly and um, offer some practical inspiration. Um, as you were talking about contractions and I was literally thinking about like, contract, like birth contraction and how that's super not pleasant. Like we're not in our pleasure. Woman's body is not feeling um, great when she's in contraction but that's the only way it happens that's it it's the only way that thing's getting out of there and um that kind of couples with you know something I see a lot of my work and in my own life as I continue to uh find new edges is that we have to well we don't have to The places where I have cultivated the greatest unshakable self-trust have come from the times that I've let myself just really fuck it up, just really make massively glorious mistakes to do that thing that was against my instinct, to do that thing that I knew didn't feel good (laughs) and to do it and to, to learn from that experience that The sun came up the next day, I was still breathing, everything was fine, everything didn't actually totally fall apart. Um, If we continue to only trust our pleasure and only trust that we will be okay as long as everything feels good, it's actually creating this massive, um, terrorizing fear of anything not feeling great which is the opposite of resilience It's the opposite of being able to be nimble and fluid and be with emergence because emergence is always going to feel terrifying because you don't know if it's going to feel good or bad. And if feeling bad becomes synonymous with uh, life or death, then you're never going to be open to those unforeseen opportunities. So yes to cultivating our ability to be in contraction, make mistakes, and learn that actually it's all gonna be fine. Tomorrow's a new day, you can do again, you can choose again. Uh, if they gave out PhDs for burning your whole life down and starting over again, I would have five of them. So <laughs> like, it's fine, you're gonna be fine. <laughs> and if any, and you know, it might actually be the fertilizer of your, um, of your garden later on. So speaking to the gap, Edward, Mm -hmm. you know, here's where I am now. And now I'm hearing these inspiring things if I'm listening to this and I'm thinking, well, how the hell do I get there? How do I do that when I'm super entrenched or maybe even in in a corporate environment or in a hyper-masculine business environment? How the hell do I begin to do that? So counter to kind of the typical way we go about goal setting um, which is to add new things start with no start with what you know doesn't feel good start with tiny places where you're really clear about what doesn't feel good to you even if you don't do anything and I mean not feel good to you in the out of alignment kind of way not in the this is really in alignment but it's uncomfortable and (laughs) and I need to go through it but in in a very like just really start to listen to your body and your gut around this thing I'm being asked to do by someone else or by me doesn't feel good just start with that even if you don't do anything differently yet fine like that part will actually come inevitably if you just start to pay attention to the places that are out of alignment, that don't feel good to you, that you know, aren't working. You may have no idea what an alternative looks like. Going back to my story of that really icky sales call, I had no idea what I was going to do instead, but I knew for sure it was not that. I knew for sure that I would never get on a phone call and, ha- and make, try on purpose to make someone feel that that person made me feel. I knew that that wasn't it, and I just kind of figured I was going to, like, go down a blaze of glory trying (laughs) to find something else. Um, Spoiler alert, it's worked out really, really well. (laughs) So start with no's, and then just make space, even if you're in a corporate environment, or if you're in a job, or if you're in a relationship, or you're in some kind of context that is really, really not working for you. You have space. Just create a little more, just push out that edge just a little bit and let that be enough. Let that be enough. Um, I heard someone say once, might have been Melissa, um, Elizabeth Gilbert, Gilbert, my good friend Liz, nobody's at, like, we don't do big things. Nobody's ever written a book. All they've ever done is sat down every day and write a little bit and a little bit and a little bit. No, like we don't actually do big things. We just do small things that add up to big things. So just do tiny things and really celebrate it and let it be enough. The big thing you're after, the big change that you feel inspired to create is 100% inevitable if you do that.
0: Mm. Um, Great. I'm just away of time. So I'm going to invite myself and Rob to the, keep it short. And then what we'll do is we'll just invite you to just have a minute of like a couple of words and how people can connect with, with the three of you. Um, the one thing, I mean, receiving so much from this conversation, the one thing that comes to me to share as a, as a practice or as a, as an invitation, as an exploration is, is that, that center of the temple that can our, our personal connection to Source to life, to divine inspiration, to energy. Like, and and this, I'm also telling this to myself for sure right now. It's just to really create a sacred space to to allow that energy to to flourish, to blossom. Um, I know that when I do that, I know that when we do that, when we whatever space that is, a morning meditation, a dance, a, a walk in the woods, a swim, really the invitation to come back to 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 that fountain of, of just divine intelligence, energy, consciousness, love, compassion. For me, that's the practice, the, the one practice that sets me back. And then I can just allow that to kind of infuse the rest of my life and the rest of my work and my visions and my practices and my relationships. And then when that's not there, then I see everything else kind of a bit shakier and, and suffers. So that's for me. And for those who are listening, that's the one kind of you know, practice I would invite.
4: Yeah um i guess what i have to say sums up what everyone else has just said <laughs> and it relating to like the, the expansion and the contraction because for me there's a i think people have this misconception as you can't live or work from heart if you're in your head and if you're operating from your mind you can't be operating from your heart and if i think about it like the, the, the the body is the key the body is the connection and dropping into that and you know the, there's a, a syntax in the mind that tells the respiratory system to work and the respiratory system will, will pump oxygen into the body which will allow the heart to work and it's the the loop round that keeps the life force moving it's what allows us to be creative and you can't always be in the heart you can't can't be in a twenty-four-hour orgasm. It's like you, there's also the mind, and the mind has this valuable role to play to keep us safe. You know, there's there's re, there's a program in there that's been given as the the rules of life that we need to know in order to know what's safe. And there's the bit in between, which is the intuition that connects the heart and the mind, and the thing that connects those is breath. It's the mind, heart, body connection. And so my advice to anybody would be to to breathe through, breathe through those expansions and those contractions. Don't have an image of it has to be one way or the other. Allow yourself to be in either space and don't try and fit into something that is an external model to you. Follow your intuition, listen to what your
0: body says. Great. Okay at maybe in a minute in a minute some closing comments and how people can connect with you
1: Mm, well just to say how much i've loved this conversation and how you know i think that's the one thing that's coming out for me is just how how wonderful it is to have these conversations and to keep these conversations going and to have more of them and to take this conversation you know into different businesses so that they they can you know, I'd love this conversation to be a mainstream conversation. I guess is what I'm I'm trying to say. Um, and if you'd love to connect with me, you can find me at catbiles.com, which is my main um, website. And I've just set up the True Business School, um, which has PR with Heart, where you can basically align with your true nature and purpose, your audience, the people you're truly here to serve, not the people that you think that if you serve them, you'll get the most money. (laughs) That alignment is a powerful one. Um, Coming into your message and your channel to reach them. And when you're in that alignment and you connect to your power of your heart, rather than the ego beliefs, then there's this amazing shift that I see um, women going through. So um, that's in January inviting you to, and June inviting you into that. And you also find the divine plan and true business, but they're all using the true business model that leads with your heart and divine inspiration to create your true business. So that's me.
2: Oh, so the one thing that I would leave everybody with is that a lot has happened in this call. There's a lot of information that I'm sure was activating, triggering, inspiring, or even left you in a puddle of, I'll never be able to do all of this. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Okay. It's not about integrating everything that has been said on this call and living it all in a practice starting right now. It's just like Angie was talking about. Our good friend Lizzie Gilbert said, it's the small actions. So take one small thing and allow it to become a a state of your life where it's not necessarily permanent yet, but it's just something that you have to remember and that you do. And you do these little things and then one day it'll turn into a stage where it's fully integrated and it's just that day it just comes. You don't have to do it. It just comes. It's just fully integrated, and it's therefore who you are. It's no longer a practice, it's who you are. So take one thing at a time, practice it, let it integrate itself, and you'll be all right. And if you want to reach me, you can reach me at my website. It's lloydburnett.com. And I have a lot of uh, cool information there for. Um, my gentle entrepreneurs and for my non-entrepreneurs with soul um and i would love to yeah meet anybody or work with anybody that feels a resonance yeah,
3: This mm, has been so delicious and nourishing and just again thanks for existing in the world because it's um, not easy to find other folks like us in this space so i feel like my my world expanded 300 percent today um you know i guess my takeaway would be what i would have really loved to have heard at the beginning of my journey which is re- like trust trust that feeling trust yourself trust your gut trust when you're um, your icky meter goes off. You're not making it up. You're not crazy. It's real. And you can rely on it. And even if you don't know what else, just know that you can trust that feeling. Um, yeah, if folks want to connect with me, you can go check out my website, which is untamingthewild.com and all my social media stuff is there. And it's all super imperfect because I haven't done any of the things you're supposed to do. There's no freebie. You can't like get my, my worksheet. <laughs> um, Cause that's just not how I roll, but we can definitely hang out. Um, the first Monday of every month, I do something called study hall, which is a two hour co-working offering of just some of the raddest humans on the planet. So if you just want to come get some work done and hang out with cool people you can come do that with us and uh yeah if you have questions about this if you want to talk more about the stuff that we've been talking about today reach out always happy to chat
0: great thank you yeah thank you thank you all three of you thank you really really wonderful conversation and it extended and that's because this conversation is so powerful and it's so juicy and it's so so much what I we want to be bringing with the temple is these conversations I really this is something that I feel very strongly about having these oh the words that came to me were like kind of you know cutting edge think tank kind of but spiritual and love and brotherhood and unity and humanhood and really bringing these bring love and spiritual values and thought thinking back to the table back to the conversation in business and culture and society and it's kind of you know these spaces where it's so powerful that it's like, oh yeah this is a, a reality that's something that needs to be done and so thank you for diving in and for, for speaking your hearts and bringing all your beautiful wisdom to the table really really beautiful and i invite anyone who's listening you how wants to join in the conversation to 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 message to comment to to you know find us on social media uh you can find the temple the temple dot love you can find me uh, I'm, I am I edward pike on instagram on my website edwardpike.net but mainly come to the campfire there's a free uh free social network that we have for te- temple members called the campfire come and join in the conversation there you hang out with cat and angie and lloyd in the campfire and have, continue this kind of debate and and conversation there so that's an invitation to anyone who's listening yeah Bob. i just want to say thank you yeah. <laughs> simple as that (laughs) inspiring yeah yeah thank you very much everyone have a beautiful evening Mm,
1: thank you that was wonderful thank you so much for organizing that ed it's just really great yeah